0: What I've learned is that I cannot focus myself. I can't change my husband, first of all. I cannot change him. He's going to do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, okay? He's going to do what he wants to do. What I can control is myself. What I can control are my responses. What I can not control is how I continue to be his wife, even even when he's not reaching this standard that i you know or the expectation of who i think he should operate as so we really have to check ourselves and check our hearts as far as you know even though he's not doing what he's supposed to do i'm responsible for myself when god asked me what i did i can't say you know oh well he did this and he did that and duh. no he's going to check you boo he's going to check you so i have to be responsible for myself hey friends Welcome to the
1: More Than A Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your journey. At More Than A Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. Today's episode is not just for the moms, but it is for the wife. I am sitting down with Ariel Harper, better known as the Wife Advisor. Aria, Ariel. I am sitting down with Ariel Harper, better known as the Wife Advisor. Ariel is a wife of six years and a mother to three beautiful children. She teaches and equips women and wives on how to have successful marriages that please God. As a certified wife coach, she does this by edifying women with tools on how to communicate about family issues, careers, intimacy, and more. In this episode, Arielle and I talk about her experience when she first got married and how she realized early on that something would have to be done differently if she wanted to have a successful marriage. We talk about the importance of premarital counseling, how you can take control and you really have to check yourself in a marriage, and how knowing your identity outside of motherhood and wifehood contributes greatly to having a successful marriages. Ariel also touches that line that we're all familiar with, that we need to talk line that everyone dreads. Arielle touches on that and shares with us how that is not what we need to say and how she is helping wives to learn better communication. When asked what it means to be more than a mother, Arielle said, more than a mother means that I am not defined by the title that my children have for me. I am more than mommy, I am beyond that. Let's dive in to my interview with Arielle. Hey, Arielle, how are you? Welcome to the more than a mother podcast. I am so excited to have you here today.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here as well. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining me. As I said, I'm excited to have you here today. If you could just introduce yourself to the audience, tell us just a little bit about who you are and about what you do.
0: Yes. So my name is Arielle Harper. I am your wife advisor and I teach and I equip millennial women and wives on how to have successful marriages that please God. And I also help them work through their communication issues regarding finances, intimacy, career, home life, blended family. So I do that through my products. I also do that through group coaching and one-on-one coaching. So I am the wife that other women go to when they want to have a long, successful marriage.
1: That is awesome. And that is wonderful. And in this mom life, it is so important to be able to focus on the successful marriage part because I feel that so many of us lose sight of that in our motherhood role. So it is great to have you as the wife advisor. And I just love that name right there, the wife advisor. Now, if you could just briefly just kind of walk us through your transformational moment, your transformational story that kind of puts you on the path that you are on today to where you're now empowering women and wives to have successful marriages and successful communication and all of that.
0: Yes. So I have been married for six years and I have three children. So when I first got married, we only had like marital bliss for two months which can be kind of surprising for other women because they're like two months in that's it so two months in my husband and i we were fighting we were Arguing. We were, he was sleeping in the doghouse. Like it was bad. It was really bad. And it wasn't something that I thought, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for some married bliss, marital bliss. And that's not what I was experiencing. So I decided to, you know, really get into God, really. Read my Bible, and he started giving me nuggets and started teaching me how to be a wife because I didn't have that role model of how to be a wife. I grew up in a single family, my mom raised raised me, so I really didn't have that role model or that example so while I was you know trans you know transforming my marriage and transforming as a godly wife, I really didn't have the biggest support system, so there weren't people that I felt like I could go to for advice. There were, you know, I didn't want to go to my mom because I didn't want her all up in my business. I didn't want to go to my friends because most of my friends were still single at the time. So we just were speaking foreign languages to each other when it came to our relationship problems. So I really didn't have a big support system when it came to that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a community to help other women who may be struggling in their marriages like I am, who don't have that support, who don't have that girlfriend that they can talk to, who don't believe that their marriage is successful and that it can be successful and that it's not in vain. So I am a teacher as a profession and I always love to teach. I love to teach people. I love when I see that light bulb go off when I'm teaching students on how to, you know, master a certain concept and so that teaching spirit has always been in me and so i decided you know what i think i could become a certified wife coach (laughs) and so i saw a program i invested it took me about a year and i just you know what i want to bring this to the world i want to be able to support empower equip other women and wives on the, the the things that i struggle with and help them navigate through this thing
1: if you are enjoying this show feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. That's fabulous. Just the fact that you were able to, one, recognize that. I mean, just knowing just so early on, I feel, because you said it was like the first two months, you kind of realized that, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And the fact that you were able to pull those skills together, recognize that you didn't have to live like this. And I think that is a part to talk about, because I think a lot of people feel that when they get into these marriages, we all have this idea of what we see in fairy tales or whatever that may be. We see the big wedding, the fancy wedding, but I don't think people realize the work that goes into the marriage because we put so much time, so much attention into this wedding that's probably like, what, 30 minutes to an hour, the actual ceremony. Then you have the four or five hour party. But after that, after those six hours, let's say there's life that happens. And I feel a lot of us, prepare so much for the wedding day that we don't prepare for the marriage itself.
0: Exactly, yes. So for myself, I did attend premarital counseling. However, my officiant at the time, he tried to condense a three-hour session into one hour. So I did feel kind of gypped in that way that I felt like I was not prepared for marriage. Like, yes, I was you know micromanaging the wedding and everything the details the colors the you know the venue the, the decor all of those things but i wasn't putting the emphasis on becoming a wife and becoming the wife that my husband needed me to be so if any advice i could give to anybody who's married wants to be married or or who's engaged go to premarital counseling and at least have at least 6 sessions you know 6 ses- six weeks to uh 6 months because You need that before you say I do. You know, you need to have those hard conversations. You need to get the details, the ins and outs of what your marriage is going to be like before you jump in there. Because a lot of times they they get in these marriages, they see what it is, and then they're like, Deuces, I gotta get out of here. And so, you know, in order to, you know, combat the divorce rate, we gotta be prepared. We have to be prepared. And premarital counseling is that preparation that you need in order to have a successful marriage. And that's true
1: because I did premarital counseling as well. So I feel like you, I didn't do it for long enough. But I did do premarital counseling as well. And I do feel that that is a benefit and it does help you prepare for the marriage part. But then when you get into the actual marriage, you kind of see that those things that perhaps you learn, it's like, okay, yeah, we talked about it, we did all this, but now it's time to put it into practice. And sometimes we still find that things just kind of go crazy. They kind of go away. So what was kind of like that first step, if there's a mom that's kind of listening, what was like that first step that you took as this wife, as this mom, you're in this situation, you recognize, okay, this has to change. What would be a first step that somebody could take to kind of start to go towards that change.
0: So I I'm faith based, I'm a Christian, so I would definitely say go to God because he is the Holy Spirit is the best teacher the word of god is the best instruction ever so definitely getting into your word is the first step that i took because you know i can read all the books i can go to the pastors i can go to the girlfriends i can go to whoever but god is really going to show you how to be the rib for your husband not sally's husband down the street or becky with the good hair down the street okay God is going to show you how to be your husband's wife, okay? So that's what we really need. We need to make sure that God is the center of our marriages and that a, three, a three-string three cord is not as easily broken. So you got, it's you, your husband, and God, okay? <laughs> so that would be the first step.
1: Yeah, and I think that is where a lot of people get it wrong because we go in, it's supposed to be you on faith-based too, you, your husband, and God, but then we have... This friend, that friend, the mama, the cousin, everybody else involved in our business putting putting their opinions in. And I don't think people realize that when you go out of that three-court, as you said, outside of your husband, God, and yourself, you open the door for so many things to happen because so many people are going to have their opinions on your situation and what you should do. And then the other part is that once you get past that situation, those people are going to hold on to the stuff that you told them. And I don't think people realize like the damage that that can do when it comes to a marriage and all of that and trying to fix it when you're involving everyone in your business.
0: Exactly. And I also want to say that it's not bad to get counsel. It's not bad to get advice from other people. You just got to know who to go to, you know, because God created us as relational creatures he said it's not good for man to be alone and so that's how he created marriage but we also you know we have our friendships we have our family members so it's not bad to get counsel you just got to get wise counsel okay yeah that is the key
1: word wise and that (laughs) is knowing who to go to and who is going to give that advice and I think just thinking about my own experience, things I've learned with being married for almost 13 years now, things I've learned from being married is that a lot of times when we're in these situations, things may not be going the way that we want them to be. We kind of focus on, okay, I, I want things to change, but I want to change my husband. And I know I've encountered a lot of women that are like, okay, well, he needs to do this. He needs to do that. But we don't, take into account the things that we need to do ourselves. And I feel a lot of women may have that attitude, not all, but some women have that attitude of, well, why do I have to be the one to change first? Why do I have to make a change? Why is this all falling on me? Can you give your opinion on that statement? Because I'm sure you've heard that a lot.
0: Who girl. Who child. Because listen, that was me that was me. Why do I always have to be the first person to forgive? Why do I always have to make the first move? Okay. Why does it always have to be me, me, me? Like, no, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No. (laughs) Like, I don't want to, I want him to take initiation first, you know? And I'm not talking about, you know, that, but I'm talking about making the first step to reconciliation, making the first step to solutions, making the first step. And, you know, a lot of times we get so stuck on the mistakes that he's making and the flaws that he's doing and, you know, everything that he's doing wrong. But it's, you know, the, 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 the scripture talks about how, you know, we look at the the, the, the beam in their eye, but not look at the splinter in our own. So we have to, what I've learned is that I cannot focus myself. I can't change my husband. First of all, I cannot change him. He's going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. Okay. He's going to do what he wants to do. What I can control is myself. What I can control are my responses. What I can control is how I continue to be his wife, even even when he's not reaching this standard that i you know or the expectation of who i think he should operate as so we really have to check ourselves and check our hearts as far as you know even though he's not doing what he's supposed to do i'm responsible for myself when god asked me what i did i can't say you know oh well he did this and he did that and duh. no he's going to check you boo he's going to check you so i have to be responsible for myself And that is the point
1: right there. Be responsible for yourself. And that transfers to so many different areas because I think we always look external and we don't want to internalize it and realize that the only person, the only thing we really have control over is ourselves. The person we look in the mirror, that is who has the power to change. You are the one that want to see different and God gave us all roles. And so, yes, you may have to be that one. And that's just what it is. And that's, there's really no way to explain it other than that's just the way it is. If you look it up, however you want to do it, right, you have to be the one to be, I would say, be the change that you want to see because you can't control what somebody else is going to do. What would happen if you were crazy enough to buckle down and focus on one thing? That podcast you've been thinking about starting? Or that podcast that you have that's sitting stuck and stagnant and you need ideas on how to grow it and move forward? How about that book that you started writing and it's just sitting there collecting dust waiting for you to finish the process? Or busy moms out there, you have so much going on in life, you just need to figure out how you can buckle down and start making yourself a priority so that you can live your dreams and goals. Well, I wanna let you know that if you sit down and focus on one thing then you can make anything possible. You can make your dreams come true and really accomplish your goals. I'm excited to announce that my 30-day laser Focus intensive one-on-one coaching program, The Power of One, is back for a limited time only. During this program, you will get one month of my attention with super-focused coaching, accountability, and support. We'll sit down, develop an initial strategy with a plan of action that will help you achieve your goals, whether it's in podcasting, getting your book done, or life coaching so that you can really make that space in your life for your dreams and goals. We'll have weekly one-hour coaching and strategy calls, and you will have daily office hours and access to me to answer your quick questions and provide guidance. No longer do you have to spin your wheels and go in circles with all these ideas you have going on. There is nothing more frustrating than having an idea and struggling to gain traction. Hit the link in the show notes as you can find out more about my Power of One 30-day coaching program available to you for podcasting, book coaching, or life coaching. All the tools and strategies that you need to achieve success. What are my past clients saying? We have author Danny McLean who says, Yo, this woman right here has pushed me to write my first book. LaJuan Moses helped me set weekly goals, kept me organized, and most importantly, motivated me to actually finish. I always saw myself as an author, but it takes someone special to pull certain gifts out of you. Thank you, Juan Mo. You inspire me to keep on going. So if you want to get results like Danny, get your book finished, get your podcast going, and get your life in order, then head on over to lawanmoses.com and check out my Power of One coaching program. Now, I know there are a lot of moms that are probably listening. And so we get into these marriages, whether you had kids before you got married, you have kids after you get married, but you get into the marriage, you get into the relationship. It is so easy to become focused on your motherhood role and on the kids that that just becomes your whole entire life. And you lose track of being that wife, being that woman, and that part of it, and then you can start to have a spouse that feels neglected or whatever they may feel, but then there are those, and the moms have the you, I'm doing so much, I'm involved in the family, that they're losing sight, that we still need to be women and wives too. Do you have any tips or advice that you could give for someone that may be thinking about that, struggling with that, and trying to figure out, okay, I am so uh, consumed by this motherhood role, how can I kind of make that break, make that switch, so that I can focus on my wifely duties however you want to phrase it focus on that part of my life
0: yeah definitely have struggled with that as well I, we have three children I had a child out of wedlock and then we have two together under this union and I definitely found myself being oh that's Yassine's wife <laughs> or that's Lauren's mom or that's Cassidy's mom or Isaiah's mom but I'm Arielle okay I am Ariel. <laughs> and outside of being a mom and a wife, I'm also a daughter. I'm also a worshiper. I'm also a teacher. I'm also loving and caring. I love, you know, to sing and dance. So being able to know when to take the mom hat off, knowing when to take the wife hat off off and on. And I would say to just really have a balance. I know that can be a trendy word. Self-care can be a trendy word. But it's so important to know because when you're kids, when you're an empty nester, right, you're, you're you know, it's not going to be everyday mommy, mommy, mommy or babe, babe, babe. you know, you got to know who you are and continue to live out that every single day because you don't want to wake up and be like, who am I? Right, you don't know how to navigate in the world outside of being a mother and outside of being a wife, so definitely taking that time to do things that you love. If you like to go to the spa, go to the spa, if you like to go take nature walks, go take nature walks. Do things outside of your mom life and your wife life and do what you love. You know, that little little girl internally that's still inside of you, do what she loves. Go back to that. So definitely having a balance of when to shift gears so that you are continuing to walk in destiny and continue to walk on purpose of who God has called you to be.
1: And I like how you said to be able to shift, and I think that is a good way to phrase it when we're talking about taking off the mom hat, taking off the wife hat, all the other roles you have, is recognizing that there is a shift that occurs, and these are all just titles and roles that you have, but they don't make up, they don't make you, you. You have this own individual identity, and I like how you were able to say it and pull it out that it's really about remembering who you are at the core so that Stuff that you like to do when you were a kid, the stuff that you did before you were married, before you have kids, whatever it is, that's part of your identity and you don't have to lose that identity. And that's what I hear you saying. You don't have to lose that identity because you're a mom, because you're a wife, because you're a teacher, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, you still maintain that identity at the core. And I feel that is a good message to get out there is that you have to know who you are and you have to know who you are. So that's one part. You got to know who you are and you have to know who you are. And to me, in order to know who you are, that's what you have to know who you are. That's why I always put those two together because they're so important. And it's like, you don't want to get to that point where your kids are older and you're sitting there because I know people, which is part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I knew people that were kids were getting older and they're like, okay, I don't know what to do with myself now. I refuse to be that person that my kids get older and I've put so much into everyone else that I'm sitting there like, I don't know what to do now. No, I just want to be able to keep rolling and keep going. And I know this is the stuff I like to do. So once they hit that age and they live in their best lives, I'm going to live my
0: best life too. All right. I hear that. You better preach. Right along with my husband. Yes. (laughs) We're going to live our
1: best lives.
0: Yes. Do you need a
1: daily reminder that we are on this journey together? I'm excited to announce that the More Than a Mother merch store is now open. Head on over to my website, thewanmoses.com, and shop the More Than a Mother store right now. Get your own Living That Mom Life merch and show the world that you are proud to be a mom and a woman at the same time. No need to wait. We're on this journey together. We're each making a transformation and we are showing how we are being great women and living that mom life at the same time. Head on over to the More Than A Mother merch store to get your shirt and apparel and accessories today. So tell me more about what you do with as the wife advisor and how you are helping women and moms to really effectively communicate and have these successful marriages.
0: Yes, yeah, so I definitely believe that Many times our marriages can be saved and reconciled is when we learn communication. A lot of times our problems come back to the fact that it's a communication. The fact that the bills aren't being paid comes back to communication. Because you feel like you're not being fulfilled, it's because of communication, a lack of communication. So I definitely Work on skills, strategies, resources on how to help these women and wives communicate effectively in their marriages. Because sometimes we don't know how to talk. We don't know how to change our tone. We don't know how to say things in a respectful manner. And so then that makes a whole the conversation goes left, and y'all start arguing, y'all end up in silent treatment, and everything, and nothing gets resolved. So I'm trying to end the cycle of comp not that in the cycle of conflict, but because conflict will occur. It's inevitable. But learning how to solve conflict and learning how to communicate so that you can get past those hard topics, even the easy topics. We all need these communication skills that can prevent you know, us from getting divorced and wanting to be out of our marriages and being able to just have successful marriages. So I do that through our products. I have workshops. I have books. I have group coaching, one-on-one coaching. So I have a variety of, of ways to reach women.
1: That's awesome. And I love how you said effective communication because there are lots of ways to communicate, mm-hmm. but all ways are not effective. And then you have a book, and the first line of the book is we need to talk. The first time <laughs> the first, first part of the title is we need to talk. Yeah. When men hear those words, when anybody really hears those words, but when men hear those words, we need to talk. That just automatically to them sends off so many sirens and so many just the defense goes up. And that to me is that phrase that nobody wants to hear when anything happens is the we need to talk. Mm -hmm. So if you could give just one tip on somebody that wants to start a conversation, because there are a lot and we're going to make sure that we plug your book and so people can buy it and all that. But if there was one little snippet that you could give for how to start that conversation. Cause a lot of people don't know how to start a conversation. So it comes out as I got something on my mind. I've been thinking about something, I wanna bring this up. So the only thing that we know of, which has happened is we need to talk. Right. But then that sets the tone for the conversation to go downhill before it even starts. So help us with a little snippet that perhaps you could give us is how we can start that conversation so it's not doomed from the beginning. Absolutely,
0: so don't use that word, don't use that phrase. Don't say that. <laughs> That's the first step. Don't say that. Don't say we need to talk. Because like Lawan said, you're gonna get on, it's just gonna be down here from there. So what you need to do when you need to talk. You have to have a plan in place. You have to have a plan. You know, I know you want to spot, you know, you get the, 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 the courage to have the conversation or you're emotionally aroused because you're, you're, you might have emotionally anger or sadness or whatever it is. You're like, I got to talk about this right now. Sis, I advise you to take a moment and breathe. All right. And start out with a plan. In the book, I it's a guide to effective communication about any topic in your relationship. So I break down the who, the what, the where, the why, the when, and the how of how to have a conversation with your spouse, with your boyfriend, whoever it is in your relationship. And I break it down on the plan that has to take place because I know you want to talk about it. it's been pressing on your mind it's been pressing on your heart but if you go in there without a plan if you go in there wailing your arms and and you know pointing him in the face you're not it's not that's not effective It's not going to get the result that you want. And what you've been doing, I'm pretty sure what you've been doing has not been working. All right. So I need you to have a plan. And in the book, I just lay it out for you. I give you tips on how to do it. I talk about tone. I talk about where you should have the conversation, when you should have the conversation, because there's a science to that, too. So definitely having a plan is going to get you the results that you want.
1: that is wonderful because I don't, when when we think of communication, we don't think of having a plan. Like when we do, okay, I need to go do something. I have a schedule for the day, whatever it is. But at the basis of communication, you're correct. There is a plan, but a lot of people do not equate communication to having to have a plan to communicate. So I think that is very helpful in itself to put that out there, that the same way that you're planning for these trips, you're planning your day whatever it is you need to plan to have a conversation, a plan to communicate about those topics so that it is effective and I feel that's what you get to in your book and in all that you do. So this book is called We Need to Talk: A Guide to Effective Communication for Any Topic in Your Relationship and I'm going to be sure to link to that in the show notes so that we can all learn how to to communicate better. So, aside from motherhood, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far?
0: The most rewarding part outside of motherhood, I think, would be my wifehood. Definitely the growth that I've seen in myself because, listen, I was a terrible wife. Can I just say that? A, and I know
1: and I will co-sign with you that I have been there too that I have so we are gonna be I'm gonna admit with you too I have been a terrible wife also and a lot of times people put it on the husbands because a lot of stuff the husbands do is outward and the wife stuff be inward but yes so we gonna be terrible wives together in the past yes yes
0: yeah, so I think this is such a I love the fact that marriage allows me to see my growth and it allows me to like oh wow Two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to have that conversation. You know, five months ago, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, submit to him because he decided say, oh, no, we're not going to do this today or we're going to have to wait. So I love the fact that I have been able to grow as a woman, as a godly wife, as a godly woman, because it kind of just all trinkles together. And it is like awesome because being a wife kind of trickles over into my motherhood. And, you know, just being a, a woman in general. So I think just the growth of the maturity that I've learned, the, the ins and outs of myself, the, you know, the friendship that has grown in my marriage. So definitely wifehood would be my second, you know, like rewarding place out of out of life.
1: And that's very rewarding. I mean, just following the little bit that you share on your social media and seeing that and seeing how transparent you are and being able to relate to that at different places in my life. I feel that's refreshing for a lot of people that are in marriages now, a lot of women now, to see examples like this and to hear you speak about that so that they know that there is hope. It doesn't have to end in divorce. Like your marriage can be saved And the more you get out here and do the work that you're doing and speak from a place of, okay, I didn't have this all together, but these are the steps I took. This is what's worked for me. Yes, it was a struggle, but I feel encouraged by that so that more and more people can know that this is not something you're going to suffer through by yourself. There are lots of women that have been there, but it doesn't have to end in divorce. It can be uh what's the word? What word am I looking for? Revive. Resto- okay. Restored. Oh, there we restored. go. Restored. There we go. It can be restored. And you can be in that happy, joyful, content place and be in a successful, loving marriage. So I thank you for sharing that message with us today.
0: Sure thing. Short sure thing. <laughs>
1: So I thank you Ariel, for joining me today. There was so much that you touched on, even the fact you just mentioned the word being able to submit. And I was like, oh, I could go into a whole conversation about that, but we're not going to do that today because we could be sitting here talking for a long time. I definitely am going to encourage everyone to connect with you online, to go out here and get your book. So if you could just share with us where we can find you online and where we can connect with you online.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So two places you can find me online on Instagram at the wife advisor. I'm always sharing tips, my story, you know, just encouragement. Also, you can find me at the So if you are wanting the book, I also have a couple courses on there, some workbooks. And if you're interested in coaching, if you uh, are interested in hiring a wife coach, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you have a successful marriage I saw a a quote on Instagram the other day, the average couple waits six years before asking for help. I don't want you to be, I don't want that to be you, okay? I want you to ask for help as soon as you see a problem. So I'm here for you. You can definitely start the process for free um, by going to thewifeadvisor.com. Oh, and my book. You can also check out the book, We Need to Talk on Amazon,
1: Yes, and I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you again, Ariel, for joining me. This was a great conversation, and I am sure that a lot of women and wives, mothers, will get a lot from this. Awesome. Me too. Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Join me over on Instagram and Facebook at Lawan Moses. As part of my community, and as you scroll my feed, you will find inspiration mom life and tips, my family, some fun things, and lots of love. I am so excited and can't wait to build my community with all of you. Head over to Instagram and Facebook now and find me at Moses and be sure to hit that follow button. I can't wait to connect with you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.